medically and registered blind. I've got peripheral vision, no central vision. So how, <laughs> how did that work with the boxing? <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that they didn't come from the periphery, did they? <laughs> yeah. No? I get jabbed a lot. <laughs> no shit. All right. Hi, this is Mick Tully, and you're listening to Mixed Martial Arts. Yet again, guys, on today's show, I'm doing the usual mentally nepotism thing and interviewing people that I just like, who are friends of mine, who inspire me, who I think are really cool. And uh, this guy's seriously cool, and I've just walked into his awesome house, and he's just shown me two England caps. I had no idea about this. The great thing about doing these uh, interviews is you find out stuff about people you've known for years that you don't realise. I've got the one and only Mr. Steve Turbot. Thanks for coming on, Steve. Cheers for having me, Mick. All right, then. We're going to start at the beginning, because that's always a good place to start. Why did you start martial arts? I think it was my dad. My dad inspired me, because he was doing karate. You know, he was a black belt in karate. Um, he was a big inspiration in my life. And yeah. Then, and then my brother. I used to always play around my brother. Bit of boxing, bit of uh, pillow fighting. <laughs> That's always the way. So, what what style did you that do? Shotokan. All oh, right, who was that with? Oh, that was a long time ago, so I wouldn't know. No, uh, it was in the seventies. So, and what got, what, you, what? Who did you start with then? Mr. Rich Green. Yeah. I was wondering how long it would take before we could get Rich in on this, right? Uh, we were just saying this before we got the tape running. Tape running, Jesus. That's showing both our ages here. There's nothing tape, tapey about this. This is all digital. Uh, Rich is criminally unknown in our hometown, let alone the UK. Yeah. I personally think he should be he should be at the very least known on a national stage. Yeah, he got that. He got the unsung hero award, which I found was really ironic yeah. because that guy sh- he shouldn't be unsung. So tell me, how did you first meet Rich? My brother used to work with him, right? Plasticine. That's going back a bit. Wow. And um, he used to do a bit of kickboxing with him. Oh, he, my brother seen him do some stuff in a uh, a broom cupboard, and my brother's like, "Oh, what are you doing?" And we're like, "Ah, oh, doing a bit of martial arts, a bit of stick stuff." You know, and then, and then my brother did some stuff with him privately, and then Rich started a, a kickboxing class. And how old were you then? I was I was fifteen, sixteen. So yeah, nineteen eighty nine, I think it was. Jesus, right? So, Rich, we're just we're gonna talk about him for a second. So when you first started training with him, mm-hmm. what was he primarily teaching? It was a bit of uh, kickboxing and a bit of. Jeet Kune Do. Yeah? yeah? And did you enjoy the Jeet Kune Do? How did you find that coming from boxing? And that was very good. It was, you know, quite fluent, quite, you know, the mixture of kick to punch to a little bit of grapple was was, was brilliant. Yeah, because the thing is, like, nowadays, uh, I, I primarily know you as a, as a grappler. Mm. And as I always say, you know, the last Eric Paulson seminar we had, I hit the jackpot tra- <laughs> when it comes to training partners I did didn't I grabbing you yeah, yeah it was really really good but was it the standard parts that you enjoyed first or was it the grappling or yeah I love the love the kickboxing side at, at the beginning 
Yeah, did you ever compete in that or? Yeah, the two fights, two kickboxing fights. Oh, right, where was this? I was in Yorkshire. Yeah? Kind of an inter-club, but it was, you know, not really licensed. Was this, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> but all the best ones are. <laughs> was this, was this like through Impact Martial Arts at the time? Or? That was the one, yeah, Impact. Yeah, with, with the, no, that was, um, was it Impact? No, it wasn't Impact, it was the one before, Dave Irwin. Right. Yeah, that was, uh, would that have been Impact? No, it wasn't Impact, was it? Was it with Dave Carnell, was it? No, not Dave Carnell. It was before then? Before then, yeah. Wow, Jesus. And th- did you train much with Dave Carnell? Yeah, I did a bit, yeah. Yeah, what, how did oh, you find that? Yeah, very good. Very yeah, he's, 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 he's unbelievable. And this is the point where I'm going to have to explain something to the guys. Uh, what a lot of people don't, and it is mad, I don't know if you want to explain it as we go on, but as I've said, if you, if you go on Facebook, you'll see, you'll see a picture, and there's a picture of me and Steve there, and what I always say is half blind, half deaf, <laughs> fully awesome, right? <laughs> <laughs> so tell the guys what is it what is it that you have this is because this is the bit that I love especially when you say that you had a kickboxing fight <laughs> yeah, yeah explain to me what's it, what's your vision um, medically I'm racially blind uh, I'm a B2 so B1 is total can't see actual anything um, yeah. I'm a B2 so I've got peripheral vision no central vision so <laughs> how did that work with the boxing I'm, I'm sure that they didn't come from the periphery did that <laughs> yeah no? I get jabbed a lot <laughs> no shit <laughs> right so um, is this a degenerative thing or were you born with this or it was uh, yeah it's hereditary so yeah it happened when I was about five and started deteriorating until I was about 21 right so to give an idea um uh, I know this is an audio <laughs> we're doing this audio so you have to stick with me on this so what you do is it's like you put two fingers in front of your eyes and what you do is you just obscure nearly everything apart from the eyeball okay, yeah. and I, I looked at this as the research for you and it basically is that little bit so it's like only like 10% of the pupil because mm. it, it's a percentile thing that you were telling me so yeah. what is it like you see 10% of what 2% no 2 2% yeah Shit, man. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, do you think that's led on to why you've enjoyed enjoyed the grappling arts more? Yeah. Yeah. More tactile and yeah. So how did you get? So how did you get into the the grappling arts? Um, Again, that was uh, with Mister Rich Green. Yeah. When he kind of started bridging over towards jujitsu and with the impact martial arts, getting involved with more kind of grappling. Used to watch. um, Larry Hartsell videos. Oh, the late, great Larry Hartsell, yeah. yeah. Oh, some of the stuff he used to do. Be like, wow, I want to do some of that. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, because no, that was, that again wasn't, that wasn't jujitsu per se. That was, uh, yeah. that was so many different arts. He had that, like, famously, he's got that figure four takedown. Mm. Yeah, off the punch. Yeah. So he did the parry in the bridge and the figure four takedown. Yeah. And he had, I think it was 200 documented takedowns that he done. I, I don't know. It was, he was working in, within mental health, should we say. But <clears throat> that was one thing that always surprised me. 
because people will talk about Larry and say, yeah, he's a big guy. Do you think it works? And they were like, yeah, but what if someone was really angry? And I said, well, they were mad. And he went, no, but I know like they were mad, mad. And I went, no, no, like, I mean, they were like, they thought they were Napoleon Bonaparte, man. You know what I mean? They were, they were crazy. So what year did you get into the jiu-jitsu? That's got to be about 10 years ago now. Yeah. Yeah, so when it, was, when it was getting big. Yeah. You know, more more known over here. And was that initially, did, did Rich did Rich initially go with John Will or who was he with first for the Jiu-Jitsu? It was the SBG. The SBG. Everybody now knows that was Conor McGregor. Conor's SBG now, right? Yeah. But that was with Carl Tanswell. Carl Tanswell. And what, what's that big guy's name from America? Oh, jeez, this is going to kill me. Matt Thornton. Matt Thornton, the king of aliveness. Yeah, yeah. You ever trained with either of those guys? Carl. Carl yeah. A lot, but not, not, not Matt. How did you find Carl? Oh, he's brilliant. Yeah? So straightforward, like just, you know, this is how it's done. Let's do it this way. Yeah? Yeah. And, and, sit, and sit with the process. Mm, it's good. Yeah? And so, because I know you did judo as well. Right? Yeah, just a little bit. Now, this is, that, that, I really, really undersold this, and now I'm going to have to hand it, hand it over to the man himself. So, you started judo with who? I started a little bit, a crash course with Contra Judo. That right. was with Simon Moss. And then I got an invitation to go to a kind of trial day with uh, the British Judo, and that was with the Paralympic squad. Yeah. Did a weekend with them and then they were saying like, yeah, we're interested in you, you know, competing for us and training with us. And, uh, and then the next thing I know, I was doing more judo with Contra Judo and then went to Germany for a competition with a, with a British squad and then getting bronze medal. So. And then they were like, right, we definitely want you on the squad. We want you to move down to Dartford. Wow. Full time, train three times a day, two hours each session. <laughs> <laughs> so just a little bit, right? Yeah. And I was like, boom, I'm into like heavy training, full time. It was crazy. So I had to move the whole family down there. How long were you there for? Uh, three years. Uh, down in Dartford, I was there for two years. But yeah, but I was training from about 2008 2009 wow. all the way through with the squad till about 2011 and then and the big one but uh, unfortunately I didn't make the the squad to go to the Olympics how far off were you? Uh, not that far I got injured in, with my knee and they were a bit like well you know you know a few things happened back in Coventry so I had to move the family back to Coventry and you know, things weren't working out, so. You see, this is this is the thing, right? This, I, I, you, you know, because, again, one of the great things about doing this podcast is mm. I get to ask shit that I, 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 whether or not I'm too polite <laughs> nine times out of ten, because there's always stuff that I, I, I want to ask. Yeah. But you know, it's that whole, yeah. should I say it or not? Because... Uh, one of the one of the great things about Steve is first of all he he's you are you, you, I, I really rate you you know take the blindness out of it you, you're like you're like myself you know that really you can't really factor that in it's like someone turning around and saying wow it's amazing you're deaf and you can still do this to me and I'm like mm, no I don't know 
it's just normal. It's normal, yeah. It's like, it affects some people, but not me. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. well, don't cry about it. But it was like one of the first times I ever met Steve. Uh, it was actually our mutual friend Al Pizans who turned around and he said, check this guy out and I went what and he goes you know this guy's like Olympic level judo and I was like no way and then I looked and I was like wow and then I'd heard people say you know he's gonna he's gonna do the Olympics he's gonna do the Olympics and then you didn't mm. and it was like what I, what I want to ask you is how do you think you would have got on I would have done better than the guy who took my place anyway yeah how did he do <laughs> he didn't do very well he got armbarred really no way I would have got armbarred no no the old Gigi Gadami man that's, that's yeah, brutal that's now, that, that, because what yeah what's it what, what was it like training as an Olympian oh it was it was brutal every yeah. day with the with the top guys you know, Ashley McKenzie and even Gemma Gibbons it was just Amazing. And would, would this just be the Paralympic team, or would it no, be that? Would that be that's the squad. team. That was with a full squad. Because <sighs> we only had a small pool of uh, visually impaired or blind guys training, we'd be mixed in with a, the full squad. <laughs> yeah. 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 If you've ever tried to grapple blindfold, it was the classic. <laughs> Hicks and Gracie years ago used to always say it, and uh, you know, like Helio Gracie, like, you know, I admire it, Steve, but you've, you've taken that to the extreme, you know. You, yeah. you, you are doing it. It's for for the tactile awareness and everything. It is, it, you know. Mm. Again, it's we go back to say the Kali and the Jeet Kune Do and any of the energy drills. There's that point where years ago I was only watching it this morning where you're watching Rick. I was watching Rick Fay doing a. Uh, doing some Hubert on YouTube and as I'm watching him yeah. he's looking away and you remember years ago you'd watch it and go, this guy's that cool he doesn't even have to look at the guy he's fighting and then you realise he isn't doing that it's because his eyes can lie to him but his touch can't yeah, yeah, and, that, and that, that that was just unbelievable so was that the end of the judo for you then or um, no I just did some uh, competitions in, in England you know, to try and get back in the squad and things like that, just to prove that I can still do the judo. Good, but you're still only a young man. How old are you now? 41. That's nothing. <laughs> no, come on, really. Like, realistically speaking, you know yourself. If you train smart, yeah. I don't know about you, you know. That's the thing, though. Uh, th that is the one, isn't it? How smart do you train nowadays? Yeah, very smart. Got to listen to my body. Yeah? Yeah. Eat right. My beautiful wife, Julie. She uh, makes sure that eats right. Uh, but do you know what? Fair play to fair play to Julie, because again, as I said, Steve's bit, Steve, Steve. I don't know what it is for you, Kenny boys. But I, I used to uh, rent some mat space off Rich and teach classes up there, and it's bizarre because you go up to Canley and there's some just some awesome yeah yeah some of the guys like you know Steve Chantler you know yeah. got some great guys up here who train like Elliot Lewis yeah. that beast oh, yeah. Elliot is a beast Jack Hill Jack Hill yeah exactly and you got all these guys up and literally uh, geographically to explain this Canley is two 
maybe two and a half miles from Coventry City Centre but it's like a little world of its own when it comes to the training because <laughs> guys but you do you, you guys just go on you train yeah. and you're all no, I'm not saying you, you're not certainly not carbon copies of Rich but you're, you're all the same guys where people I've had people come up to me and say have you ever heard of this guy Elliot Lewis and I'm like yeah you ever heard of Jack and I'm like yeah and then, I never knew he did and I went no he's too busy training you know, yeah. he doesn't put it on Facebook it was like it was Ju- Julie put your stuff on Facebook last week after yeah. the British Open right yeah uh, and thanks again for that great picture of me and Steve there looking like well the second Steve's the second best looking bald guy yeah. I was going to say he's the second best looking disabled bald guy in martial arts we're really getting onto a niche market here but you know the the reason I've said all this is none of you guys really like push what you do you just go out there and train right do you reckon that's just come from like Rich's influence or is it just what is it yeah I think partly was you know Rich is not necessarily competitive to a sport so it's just like let's get good at what we do yeah not just use it for competing but sometimes you need to challenge yourself yeah but this is yeah because this is the thing with Rich again mm-hmm. yeah he's a legit brown belt under John Will yeah he's easily I, I always say this so Rich I'm embarrassing you I don't care you know what I mean uh, I always reference Rich as my senior in, in JKD even though we're from like, different lineages and I always look up to him yeah. as as you know he'd be like you know he'd be like a C. Hank he'd be an older brother of mine for definite you know what I mean in the, in the JKD and it, it does my head in that he doesn't you know he doesn't pay it forward it's like now you're you know you nearly made the Olympics and hardly anyone we went to the British Open last week and I had to point you out to people and say keep an eye on this guy you want to see some exciting fights and that's what's going to lead me on to it now because ladies and gentlemen the drum roll please (laughs) I'm here sitting with the new British Open champion Purple Belt Purple Belt yeah is that the first time you've competed as a Purple Belt BJJ that's the first time I've competed in BJJ you're joking me I'm, Jesus I never knew this I've never done the BJJ comp really yeah it's the first time and, yeah for, for our age I think that's what happened so quick really <laughs> yeah, how did you enjoy it that was good really, yeah really good yeah it's a great the difference of the weighing you weigh in and jump on the mat yeah where I'm used to Weighing day before or oh no no morning and yeah no weighing 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 and get straight in there killed me no messing <laughs> yeah what what did you what what category were you in I was in seventy sixes yeah oh, I was I was seventy five weighed in at seventy five seventy five with the gear mm. yeah wow that was awesome because you had three fights yeah didn't you because that's quite you know. At our age, that, you know, the categories are starting to get bigger now. Yeah. You know, a couple of years ago, you could turn up, there'd be only three, four guys in your category and you only had to run through them. Yeah. And uh, you, if you just give us a, give us a breakdown, so there is a great story. If you don't mind, I'm going to get you to, to mention it at the, at the end of the second fight anyway. And you'll be able to check it on, on it. But, you know, when you were getting ready for the, when you were getting ready for the comp, what, how was, it, what was your training like? Um, yeah, I went kind of back into my, uh, Olympic training mode where I'd train as hard as I could for a couple of a uh, couple of times a day you know a bit of cardio a bit of resistance training uh, sparring as well with you know different guys 
Jack L, Steve Chandler, uh, Sam Jones. Uh, all beasts. All beasts giving me uh, different problems. So Elliot Lewis as well. Yeah. <laughs> you only ever meet guys like Elliot in the absolute handcuff, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, a, he, he's long, wiry, strong. 95 kilos. Yeah, yeah, you look at him and you don't think he's, a, you don't yeah. think he's 95 kilos. Yeah, he's just heavy. He's a killer. Yeah, so when you're getting in there and you go on the map for the first time, yeah. what, what what was the game plan? What were you thinking? I was thinking just relax, see how it works out, try and take this guy down. Don't pull guard. No. Get him on his back and choke him out. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I don't, I don't know about you, but I see these young guys, and these young guys are playing off their back, and, yeah. and, and fair play to them if they can do it. And me, I look at it and I'm like, so single leg, double leg, side control, work on my scramble, north south choke. I try, I, I, I try and do anything. But I, yeah, a head and arm choke, maybe. Top game. Yeah, oh, always a heavy top game. I, yeah. I don't want any of that. Yeah, I want to. I want to scramble just to get back on the guy. I, I don't want any of that nonsense. No, yeah. Yeah, and these young guys there, and then and, and, and they seem to love it going upside down. And I'm thinking, and I think it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it looks good. Yeah, it looks good, and I really wish I could do it, but yeah. I, it, I don't do any of that. I don't do any of that. So, second fight when you go, and then this is the one because I do like this. Tell us how how it went down. Um, tried to sweep the guy. Um. And then he tried to pull guard, passed his guard, went to side control, checked him out with a paper cutter. <laughs> Old school paper cutter. Jesus, Marty Mac fly time, man. Yeah, back to the future. And then you made a dedication, which is on Facebook. What? What? How, how did that come about? What? Because you looked up. I just thought that was that was definitely for my dad. Who um, couldn't be there. Passed away two years ago. Well, over. A, one and a half years ago now, so it's a bit tender, it's a bit mm. touchy. Yeah, I just thought, yeah, that one's for you, Dad. I'm in the final. Yeah, well, you see, this was the thing because obviously, I know because I was giving out the medals and it was like, it was great. It was just great to see, great to see, like, first of all, it was great to see all the lads from Riches. Yeah. And again, it was great to see, great to see you competing. And I, I love it because then you know there's there's no bigger stage than the world uh, than the British Open in this country, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. My my BJJ professor Neil Sink and, and his wife put it together, uh, and I know how much work goes into it because it's a very good show. Yeah. Very, I, very, very I'm good. there. I'm there on Friday night putting the mats out, and I'm, yeah, we're one of the last guys to put out. But it's great to see friends of mine and contemporaries of mine who used to just train, and again, it's uh, going back to the riches riches mentality of let's just get good at this. And then I used to always say to Rich, you guys need to get out more. And not to compete. When I said get out there more, I just meant that you had to he had to throw himself out there so that people knew about this guy and knew how good he was. And then obviously come and see you do it. But yeah, as made up as I was, yeah, to see you get the gold and everything and hang out with you on the podium. When I went back and I saw it on in this one great thing about Facebook, if you can get past the fact the people are either you know working out their differences with their exes and you know, naming and shaming and yeah. stuff but there is some beautiful moments on it yeah. and I looked and I just saw that and Rich I can't remember how Rich 
did it but Rich said uh, and if you look closer you'll see the dedication this was for you dad and I watched it and as much as I loved the fight I saw that and it was it, no, dude it made my day mm. you know, and it was it was just it was wonderful and then you're coming into the final and smash and it was it was it was unbelievable because it was like it was pure Steve Typhoon Turbot because you, <laughs> like literally t- blink and you miss it right Typhoon Turbot yeah you see there you got the name there because <laughs> that's going to lead me on to something because you showed me went into the back room and I saw the British Open medal which was cool and then I see two caps <laughs> for football right for playing for England right yeah how did you get into this um, there's a, a league for visually impaired people yeah, every month for six months of the year, and you know, the whole pool of people, players, are in this league, and then there's an international team as well. So they, they pick from there. And uh, 2000, I went to, I think it was Paris, to compete for England, and then who were you playing? I think it was the World Championship, so we played um, Ukraine, played Italy, um, but the 2001 is the, the big one, where we, was it 2001? I can't remember now. Yeah, I think it's 2001 I saw on the cap, yeah. Yeah, yeah we, we we went to Belarus to play, and uh, played the Itais, the Italians, <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the third, fourth playoff. And uh, we beat them 3-2, so that was uh, very good. Got a bronze medal for that. Oh, wow, man. Yeah. I don't think... How many, how many guys do you know that are British Open, British Open Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu champion, play football for England, and we're in the Olympic squad? <laughs> yeah, at judo. Does it, you got anything else you want to tell me? You, you, haven't, you, haven't, you haven't built some car that runs on potato peelings or anything like that. Not yet, not yet. Not yet, So, what's the future hold for you? More jujitsu. But more jujitsu. Yeah, I still the jujitsu. How far do you reckon you can take it? I'm thinking about doing the Crystal Palace one in. Uh, in June is that the ADCC so, yeah. yeah I'm thinking about that myself actually yeah, yeah. I've got the uh, little bug for it now doing the British Open yeah yeah I'll tell you what there's nothing better than winning is there no uh, you come out of it, and it the whole environment as well there's no you know there's no nastiness everyone you know shaking hands after it you know, there's no yeah, it's very good. Yeah, you see, this is the thing I, I you know, gets me onto something I, I always maintain that I've seen dumb people take up Brazilian Jiu Jitsu and get smart. Yeah. And then I've seen really smart people take up MMA and get dumb. Yeah, <laughs> you must have seen that in martial arts, right? Yeah. And it's the. Everything about the, you know, again, uh, we've referenced Rich a lot, but only because, first of all, he's a friend of both of ours. He's your main instructor from day one, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it's when you speak to Rich, he always says the same thing. You ever ask him, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? He always says, I want to wear my pajamas and roll around with men. You know, that's <laughs> what he said. That's how he says it, right? But it just brings some sort of balance. It just makes life, I don't know about you, it makes my life easier, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, what's it brought to you? Uh, yeah. I'm pretty calm these days. 
Yeah. Yeah. Very calm. Too chilled, I think. Too chilled? Too chilled out, yeah. Why? Did, did you like being more raged up as you were younger? <laughs> exactly. I was very raged when I was playing football, yeah. Yeah? What position did you play? I was striker. Oh, God. I was just about to say, that was, I literally, it was either midfield, I thought it was midfield or striker, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, some choice words coming out from your mouth, I would have thought as well. <laughs> uh, what I've always said about the jiu-jitsu is, you can't take anything seriously. Like when you're on the mat, you take it completely seriously because you know your limbs are in somebody else's hands. You know you are in the hands of the gods there a little bit. And if you switched, yeah. You know, the one thing that I've found in my progression, and I'm not saying that I'm yeah you know, anywhere near that good, is I've noticed that if I'm with a weaker player. I've learned to be a bit more understanding and a bit more compassionate and not yes, smash yeah, them. Yeah. And that isn't because I'm a nice person. It's because 30 seconds before I've been with an absolute killer yeah. and he's gone easy on me. And it just, it gives a bit of a, it, it, it fosters a culture that you just say, let's just get better together. You know, it's not, you know, where I think with MMA, yeah. MMA, you go there and you just batter the guy in front of you and you don't really care if he gets good or not because it's a very selfish pursuit. Yeah. Whereas with jujitsu, with you know, John Danaher, if you, if you haven't seen him on Facebook, follow him. Danaher's a, just a genius. Mm-hmm. And it was like, he was saying that the jujitsu, because it's so individual when you're on the mat you have to focus on that but the only way that you can get good is to be part of a team he says and be part of like this cohesive unit and he says it's the combination of doing both of them that will make the world a better place and yeah it sounds dead cosmic but then you go shit man that, it, it is dead right you know it, I really believe that yeah, I used to say years ago that every young man should be punched in the nose I still actually believe that <laughs> yeah yeah on your 16th birthday you know like a, imagine like a Jewish bar mitzvah but you just line the guy up on his 16th birthday punch him in the nose and say listen that's that what, hurts you that's what happens in Canada that's it that's Canada, Canada that's, <laughs> it, that's a coming of age ritual around here right but no it the, the amount of young guys that don't understand because they're okay at inflicting it but they've never been on the receiving end and I think that's with the jiu-jitsu because I don't know about you man but I have way more worse days at jiu-jitsu than I have good days yeah way way more and yeah I'd like, even go to I'd say like a 70-30 split 70% of the time I'm getting battered <laughs> yeah and, and, and yeah and the other 30s only because I grab a load of white belts most of the time you know but I don't know about you man these white belts are feisty dogs now oh yeah, uh-huh. yeah. You, you, you want an easy roll mate lots coming through as well there is a lot and they're all very very uh, they're all very very uh, uh, feisty is that you Steve yeah. hey don't worry about it stop again so we're gonna we're gonna sign off in a minute, but is there anybody? This is just because I know he's gonna get in the good books with his wife. Is there anyone you'd like to thank? Just for, no, no, no. I mean, just for helping you along the way a little bit. Yeah, my family first: Julie, uh, Tia, Lauren, and Corey. They're they're my biggest fans, and you know I love them to bits. Um, Rich Green. <laughs> the man the man we, we got the thing is with Rich you just got to keep saying his name until yeah, yeah I'm, I'm shaming him into this yeah it, literally I'm shaming him into this yeah he's the guy he'll walk into a room and you know, like especially I, and I really maintain this in Coventry uh, 
Yeah, God was a trailblazer. Rich was doing Jeet Kune Do when I was still wearing pajamas doing karate, thinking like, and I used to look at him going, that Bruce is shit, you know? And it's mad because I was looking at him going, yeah, good guy because okay. And I'm not here, <laughs> but I used to look at a lot of the JKD guys because this will freak you out now. I remember you guys being upstairs in the boys' club years ago this is when Rich first started getting his group together okay. and Rich used to be there teaching at Coventry Boys Club yeah. and he had all the guys coming through and I'd be looking at them and go these guys don't even wear uniforms man yeah. you know they're just yeah. wearing t-shirts and yeah. they didn't care and that was ignorance on my part because I didn't even realise then and he's just been way ahead of the curve especially in our hometown in Coventry but you know again nationally he's always been there or thereabouts whenever you know you start mentioning seminars he was there yeah yeah and but he doesn't as I said he just doesn't push himself enough he's got to do it he's got to I really believe he should do it you know he's unbelievable but guys you listen to this I'm going to round this off this is the old Jerry Springer moment now Steve Turbot is easily one of the best in fact he's easily one of the nicest guys I know and I I put that on Facebook and I mean it because you know you are you, you, to me you are a classic a classical warrior or a martial artist is, you know what I mean uh, if I, I, I really mean this if there was if there was a rumble and I needed someone to watch my back he's the first guy I'd be giving yeah he'd be on the, he'd be in my top five guys that I'd be saying look give me a pull out but if I was saying look do you know what man I just want to go and see the new Captain America movie Civil War <laughs> do you want to come with me again and that yeah, and to me that's what that's what a, a proper yeah that's what martial arts is supposed to have you know it's supposed to have somebody that you know you're equally you know comfortable with in a fight or just hanging out yeah, yeah that's what that's what it's all about isn't it you know what I mean Steve thanks for your time thank man. you thank you thanks for listening today we have a brand new show every Friday you can listen to all our interviews on MixedMartialArts.com. Mixed Martial Arts is a Paint Your Headphones production.